This is Viterbi Voices. Coming to you from the University of Southern California, Viterbi School of Engineering. We're here to give you the inside scoop on research, classes, student life, and so much more. All of these shared by students, faculty, alumni, and other members of the USC community. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Viterbi Voices. As usual, I am one of your hosts. My name is Paul Ledesma, Executive Director of Undergraduate Admission here at the USC Viterbi School of Engineering. And hey, everybody, I'm your other co-host, Maya, a current senior studying industrial and systems engineering here at USC. And over here, we've got someone as that has been on the podcast before, but first time this year, I think. Uh, who are you, mystery co-host? For sure. Uh, thanks, Paul. Hi, everybody. I'm Lucas Mortensen. I am currently a senior studying industrial and systems engineering uh, here, and I'm one of the VSAs, um, and super excited to be hosting the podcast this week. So, Lucas, welcome back. Uh, I know we haven't seen you uh, on the podcast for quite some time. Do you want to update people, you know, for all of the one podcast listener that uh, knows everything and every every episode and and frequency of guests? uh, You were you were gone for a while. I was. Yes, I took a semester off of school uh, last spring, so I haven't been around the team uh, as much as I would have liked. Um, but I was actually taking some time. I was doing an internship at Disneyland. I worked there from January to August, did a, did a co-op and then also an internship. So a little bit different, but uh, definitely an awesome time. A lot of great experience. I think I think you you totally buried the lead. You're like, I took some time away from school. And I was like, I was, I was, I was pausing for a minute. I'm like, what is he going to talk about? I'm like, I thought he was working. And then you're like, you went this long introduction into like, and then I was working. I'm like, you were working full time. You want to tell people what, you, I mean, I don't know how much you're allowed to, but you want to tell people what you're doing at Disneyland for a co-op? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was working for their industrial systems engineering team. So um, we kind of operate as internal consultants at the park. So like Space Mountain, like the team there would be one of our clients and we'd go and work on efficiency projects for them, trying to make sure you know, as many people get through as many rides as possible or, uh, you know, as much food is being sold as possible and it's being prepared in the correct way. Um, so super fun, a lot of different work. Uh, I worked on many different projects while I was there. And it, was, it was a good time. What was yeah. something that you found most uh, interesting that people wouldn't know about Disneyland and the work that you did there? Oh, gosh. I mean, there's there's just so much. They're really secretive about a lot of the stuff. Yeah, what you're allowed to say, too. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I don't right. know. Um, I think the coolest part was just, you know, being able to go backstage. So they call anywhere that the, the consumers can't get to in the park. They call that backstage. They've got all the trucks running around behind the park. And they've got like these trams that go that carry the cast members. We refer to ourselves as cast members, uh, carry cast members from one part of the park to another, um, you know, some underground tunnels and things. Um, so I think it was just really cool getting to see how all of that works behind the scenes. Um and then also just how much work we do put into, you know, making sure that every little step of the way is perfect, right? The security line is something that's monitored 24-7 just to make sure that that's going as seamlessly as possible. Um, and that's true for every operation throughout the park. Yeah, for somebody going to Disney, Lucas, I feel like you did the important work, you know, like less lines, that's like true. More, more efficient food. Yeah, so definitely improving the user's experience. Trying to trying to be a man of the people. Um, did the best I could during those <laughs> eight months, so. Um, very cool. And, uh, do you know if it's something that you, you want to go back to? I mean, I know it's all about, you know, whether someone offers you a job down the road, is that a place that you'd want to consider in the future? Did you like working there? 
Oh, totally. Um, they had talked to me about coming back for another. So I'm I'm staying for not to spoil what the podcast is about, but I'm staying for an extra year to get a master's degree uh, through our progressive degree program. Um, and so I've got another summer of internships and they had asked me to come back for another summer. Um, but I kind of decided that I wanted to go out and maybe get some more experience at a, at a different company, but it's definitely something I'm looking into full time. I'm still in contact with the recruiter over there. Um, so we'll kind of see how it all plays out in a year when I'm looking for a full-time job. Very cool. Well, let's dive right into it. Uh, what is this episode all about? Totally. Yeah. Just kind of spoiled it a little bit. Um, but this episode, we're going to be talking about the progressive degree program here at USC. Um, so that's a four plus one. We, we kind of discussed it in the beginning of the podcast, too, uh, with our first guest. But it's a four plus one program um, in which you can get your undergrad kind of or get your master's degree while you're finishing up your undergrad degree. Um, so I'll be staying for an extra two semesters um, and I will be getting a master's degree in addition to my undergrad degree in industrial and systems engineering. Great. Quick clarification. It is not a four plus one program. I want to be very, very clear about that um, because every student is different. Every single major combo is different. Students achieve both both a bachelor's and a master's in reduced time, which is typically five years. But we have students that do that unless sometimes students do it more, depending on what it's actually going to be. But I want to make sure four plus one does give a very specific number count that is not necessarily mm -hmm. always true i've even known students to do bachelor's and master's in four uh, which i think is crazy but it's happened so i want to make sure that that's clear for mm -hmm. everybody totally that's actually not not to again spoil things but that's our first guest it, I, again i said four plus one but she's finishing in four um so you guys will hear all about her journey here in a, in a few minutes but um yeah like paul said it can be shorter or longer but it is mm -hmm. theoretically it's reduced time all right. Well, let's get out of the way and hand it right over to you to talk a little bit more about the progressive degree program and all the opportunities that are way for students combining their bachelor's and their master's degree. And we'll see you on the other side. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for the intro, Maya and Paul. Um, and super excited to be with you guys today. Uh, our first guest today is going to be Shelby Wu, one of my good friends. Uh, say hi, Shelby. Hey, guys. Um, awesome. And we're going to be kind of, as we said in the intro, we're going to be going over what a progressive degree program is and kind of our experiences with the progressive degree pro program at USC. Um, so first off, Shelby, you want to tell us a little bit about what PDP is? Yeah, sure. So PDP, from my understanding, is like an accelerated program here at USC where you can tag on another year, I believe. So it's like four plus one and you can get your master's degree. Um, you, and mine is more specifically in STEM, but you can get them in different fields here at USC. Totally. Um, so yeah, like Shelby said, it's a four plus one program, which means you do four years of an undergraduate and then add in one extra year for your master's. And that's traditionally how it goes. Um, you can kind of speed up or slow down the process depending on what you need. It's not like a strict, you have to be here for five years, but that's generally how long it takes. Um, and so like Shelby said, you can do these master's programs in pretty much any school, you can go from engineering to business or to psychology or to any kind of field. Um, but it's most traditional for us to go into, you know, an engineering master's from an engineering undergraduate. Um, I'm a little bit more atypical. I am doing a business PDP. And so we'll talk about that in the second part of this podcast. But first we have Shelby here. She's awesome. And she's kind of doing the more traditional route. Um, so Shelby, do you want to tell us about your uh, PDP program specifically? Yeah, so for my PDP program, I'm currently in the product development PDP. It's under the ISC department, which is Industrial and Systems Engineering Department. 
um, it's master's program. So I'm doing the product development PDP and that one kind of gears you towards, um, kind of like a little bit of the business side of how a product develops within the market and how to develop that accordingly, um, business and tech side, I think. So it's kind of cool to see both of those, um, um, in cohesion together. Um, I did originally start with an engineering management PDP, which is also under the ISC department. Um, and that one just gives you more in a more general field where you like um, kind of learn about management and engineering setting and more tech setting. Um, but yeah, my PDP right now is for product development. Awesome. Um, and just so everybody knows, ISC, I think we've said it a couple of times, but it's industrial and systems engineering. Um, it's one of our undergraduate majors, and then it's a department for the different master's programs that you can do. Um, so Shelby is an undergraduate ISC major, and she's also doing a master's in like kind of a more specialized industrial engineering uh, master's program. Um, awesome. So Shelby, you want to tell us a little bit of like how you chose to pursue the, again, I know you said you switched from one to the other, but kind of I guess, how that process worked and why you chose uh, the majors you did? Yeah, so um, I thought the PDP program was great. Um, Main reason why I chose it, I think, was because um, I think it's a great way to, like, accelerate your academic career, especially if you want to get your master's in, I think, before going into industry. It's a great way to do that. Um, And especially if you want to condense it and you don't want to do the full two years like a typical master's program, it's great. So that's kind of the reasons why I did it. Um, I'm able to complete it um, in an accelerated, even more accelerated way where I'm able to do it in my four years. So I'm kind of doing both a bachelor's and master's at the same time. And I'll be graduating with both after my four years. Um, the reason why I chose at first engineering management, like I said before, for my PDP, which is under the ISC department, is because um, at first I wanted to kind of see the broader spectrum of what engineering management was. I heard it was a really popular PDP. So I did want to kind of dip my feet in and try and see what that was like. So I did take one of the first courses in it um, and I did really enjoy it. But I think the reason why I chose to go into product development was because I did want to have a more niche um, master's. Uh, I think like I'm really interested in like the tech and business kind of pathway and how that intersects with each other. So I think I in the future want to go into product management and stuff like that. So I thought it was really important to kind of learn how like tech develops in the real world and industry, which is kind of the reasons why, why I transitioned over to a product development PDP. Nice. And did like your internships over, because again, for our audience, Shelby can talk a little bit more about her internship, but did that sway you at all into choosing, you know, switching to product development or was that something that you would have probably done regardless? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think, I think regardless, I would have still transitioned even despite my internships, just because um, I think I've just always been interested in the tech side portion and kind of wanting to go into like financial tech and tech and combining those two roads together. So I think I've always wanted to go that way. Um, But with my previous internships, I did learn a lot of like the intersections between business and tech as I did a consulting tech consulting internship my previous summer. So I think because of that, I kind of wanted to learn more about how those two intertwined and um, kind of progressed in that way for my master's. Makes sense. 
Yeah. And so again, uh, for our audience, there's, like we said, we can go into Marshall School of Business to do like a business master's, or you can stay within uh, engineering, but you don't have to stay within your undergraduate, right? So Selby was an industrial engineering undergrad and is doing an industrial engineering master's, but you could go do in a mechanical engineering master's or an electrical engineering master's. That's also possible. Um, and so did you consider, because I know financial engineering is under electrical, I think. So did you, did you yeah. think of any of the other uh, options outside of ISC or is there a reason you stayed in industrial? Um, yeah. So I think mostly for me, um, I consider a lot of factors. Like I said before, I'm finishing this in four years. So I did have to consider um, the the span of how much units I could take. Um, I didn't really, I personally didn't want to stay longer than four years because I did want to go into industry or, or I do want to go into industry pretty soon. So um this is like my really accelerated way of getting both at the same time, which is definitely doable if you come in with enough uh, credits and um, do summer classes, which I've done before too, um, during my time here at USC. So I'm able to do it in four years. But I think like what drew me to that was like that kind of span that I was able to take with the extra classes I had or the extra units and space I had within my curriculum as well as um, just like my my interest in like product development, because I did consider also looking into the financial side um, and also the Marshall schools. But I think that took on an extra semester for me. And I think for me, I would rather um, do only the four years and then go into industry than stay for the extra semester. But that's also personal choice. Um, I think like they off like there's a tons of PDPs that offer a lot of different, um, you know, fields that are like intertwined and um, combine a lot of disciplines. So it's really nice to explore those options too. Totally. Yeah. And so for our audience, again, uh, you can come in with like enough AP credits or take a lot of credits while you're at school, you know, make sure that you're piling on the courses so that you're able to condense that five years into four, which is what Shelby did, right? She came in with um, a lot of credits from high school. So that way she could finish her undergraduate degree faster and start on her master's a little bit quicker. Um, so she's finishing all of that in four years, which is phenomenal. It's awesome. Um, and what she's kind of saying here is that, um, you know, if you choose to do, if you're an industrial engineering undergrad, it's going to be fewer credits for you to get that industrial engineering master's as opposed to if you go to electrical engineering, it'll probably be a few more necessary credits to get the master's because you're switching fields. Um, and so, you know, she was kind of able to condense that, just giving some context and then you explained it beautifully. Um, but no, um, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, it's, that's another thing, right. Where it's like your undergrad skills probably transfer over a little bit more if you stay within your department. Do you know, do you have any comments on kind of undergrad to grad, how that those skills transfer or difficulty wise or what the difference is? Yeah, that's a, a great question. So I think, um, yeah, I think a lot of the classes I took in undergrad definitely did transfer. Um, I've taken a majority of like the project management, engineering management, because I think product development has some of those classes within the curriculum too, which is also what made me inclined to do it because I'll learn um, some of those engineering management classes already with that product development master. So it kind of worked out that way. But yeah, I think a lot of the skills that you learn in undergrad are very transferable to a master's curriculum, um, a lot about like management. And I think uh, the PDB program is really nice because you get to meet a lot of people, not just undergraduates who are just doing school. Like um, a lot of my other classes, I have group projects with people who are in industry right now um, and who are working and like have jobs and families. And it's really cool to like just work with a different, you know, like 
mindset of and different perspective and diverseness of people. So um, I think it's really cool to take a P2B. Sometimes it's, it's pretty eye-opening a little bit. Um, it's cool to see the people that you get to work with because it really expands your own perspectives too. A hundred percent. One of the things you touched on real quickly, and then I have, an, I have another point, but um, you know, the whole time management is something that you learn really well in undergrad, especially if you're in engineering at USC, because um, your classes are difficult. And so by the time you get to those higher level undergraduate classes, that transfer to graduate classes, as far as I've seen, I think Shelby would attest to this as well, it's not that much more difficult to take a graduate level class, right? Like you're able to, you know, have those skills and learning things is just learning things, right? That's something that you've right. learned how to do, right? Um, yes. Take those classes. So that's cool. And then the other thing that Shelby said, uh, with I, which I completely resonate with, is that the you know the population of people that are taking the graduate courses is just so vastly different, um, and it's really cool to see how you know we're undergrads, we've been here for four years, and uh, you know we're sitting in classes next to like thirty and forty year olds who have been in industry for a really long time and are coming back to school to level up, um, and it both is kind of cool to like get those perspectives and see how other people live their lives. But also the fact that we have, you know, such an amazing opportunity to get that master's so early on in life so that we don't necessarily have to come back to school and we can get that leg up in industry like right away. Um, I don't know if that's, has that helped you in the job search at all or anything like that? Just having that master's on your resume? Yeah, I think, um, I think it will definitely vary between field um, and certain fields, you know, where a master's may not be as applicable now. Um, and I think, you know, like you can definitely like think about other options too, because I know a lot of like industries as well also sponsor master's programs as well. But I think like, you know, like Lucas said, it's great just to kind of have both out the door. Um, you know, you're a valuable asset at that point when you're entering industry and a lot of companies, you know, like think very highly of you because of your academic career. So I think it's really nice. And I definitely think it's helped me a lot in my like job search and um, getting internships, you know, a lot of the times, like, you know, with a progressed academic career, like you have a lot of education under your belt, which like a lot of companies want you to have like, and, and a lot of experience. So I think it's nice to have that. Um, and it's definitely helped me a lot with the, with the industry side of things. That makes sense. Yeah, just like having that little bit of extra education. Um, and another thing, just for our audience who might not know, um, you know, having that extra year of school, sometimes, you know, it, you'll get a little bit of a pay bump or they'll treat you as if you've been in industry for a little bit longer than somebody that's coming right out of college. Um, yeah. And I know that's that was true in past jobs that I've had. Uh, again, like just like Shelby just did, she can attest to, to that being true in industry. So um, kind of, I guess it's a new question at that point, but kind of what are the circumstances that you would suggest pursuing a PDP versus is there like a situation in which you probably wouldn't have? Like, is there something where if you were in X situation, you would say it's more worth it to go into industry? Yeah, I think, um, I think like the timing, like personally for me, I think if a PDP was longer than four years, like for me personally, um, I think I wouldn't have pursued it and I would have just gone into industry just because, um, you know, like, when you do pursue PDP and if it's longer than your academic career, if you don't necessarily have like maybe the financial aid or like um, the financial standing to continue doing um, and, you know, your academic career, it, it is kind of um, upsetting, but, you know, like sometimes you do have to like choose to go into industry because, you know, when you go into industry, like you are making money at that point. So it does help you that way. Um, but I think like in that scenario, I would have gone into industry if it took longer than four years. Um, 
I think it also depends on your field a lot of the times. Like I know personally for industrial systems engineering majors, like a master's does really do give you that higher pay grade. And it really does, you know, bump you up in levels when it comes to like seniority sometimes, um, you know, working in, in some of my internships, like you really see like a master's carries within the ISC field. So I think like that's what also swayed me to do um, a PDP. But I will say in certain industries, like sometimes um, a PDP or, or pursuing a master's isn't like necessary for like right now. Um, and you can always get it later on. I think it just definitely varies between the industry you want to pursue and your own like um, like your own majors per se. But yeah, I think personally for me, like ISC is a major where like a master's does carry and it was nice to have one in four years. So I was like, why not? You know, Hey y'all, sorry for the interruption, but I wanted to let you know that we have a number of campus visit programs available to you right now. If you want to check out what campus is like, if you want to learn more about the Viterbi School of Engineering, go to viterbi.link slash visit. That's V-I-T-E-R-B-I dot link slash visit, where you can learn about our Viterbi visit experiences that happen on most Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We have some virtual events that happen on occasional weekdays and occasional Saturdays. Plus, we have some transfer virtual admission sessions where you can learn all about how to get those courses ready for transferring. We want to meet you. We will have lots of opportunities opportunities to do it and it's happening all summer long, but get your registration in now at viterbi.link slash visit. Hope to see you soon. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so like kind of going off of that in terms of, you know, planning for that four years versus five years for our audience out there, um, you know, it's something that you should be talking about with your advisor if you're interested in it, probably right away, right? Because there's a chance that if you get there freshman year, even if you don't have a lot of credits from high school, if you streamline your your academic progress as much as possible and you're able to skip maybe even just a couple classes, it is possible to get it in four, four and a half years where you're just paying for that extra semester. Um, if, you know, finance finances is something that's a problem for you um, or even time-wise. Um, you know, for me personally, I am going to be doing it in what it's going to end up being four and a half years. It's eight semesters, but I took a semester off. So I'm a little bit weird. Um, but if you know, you could finish in December, you could graduate in December instead of the spring, and then you have an entire extra semester to either, you know, go into industry early and maybe get a job that starts January one, or, you know, take that semester to have a different experience, take a different internship, do something else. Um, so it's definitely something, you know, planning your classes from day one. And I think, again, I, th- I hope Shelby will agree, but planning your classes from day one, Uh, and scheduling it out so that you are able to get that master's degree in there if that's what you want is so extremely helpful. Yeah, I definitely started early. Um, You know, I I definitely came in with like a decent amount of credits, which was which was definitely helpful Um, for context for everyone out there. I did do summer classes my freshman summer and sophomore summer um, while doing internships, which can be difficult, you know, balancing both the summer class and an internship, but it's definitely um, doable um, to some extent. And I think, um, you know, like doing those definitely accelerated my course load. So that way, you know, like I remember like, and I think Lucas as well, like we were taking kind of like some classes we were taking with seniors, you know, as juniors. And I think like, you know, we accelerated our course loads because like we knew we wanted to do a PDP. So it's kind of nice just having the back of your mind. And I, and I will say like, I talked to a lot of freshmen and sophomores too, who like are thinking about PDPs. Um, I really don't think you have to start seriously thinking about a PDP in my opinion until maybe like sophomore, like 
spring because you do start applying in um, junior year. So that's when I would kind of start considering it for like in all seriousness, if you do want to pursue one and start talking to your counselor about like how that would look in a course code when you plan it out. Um, but yeah, I think like, you know, as a freshman, I've always heard about PDPs and I was always like, I don't know if I should do it or not. So you definitely have time if you're a freshman to think about if you want to do a PDP, you have a lot more years ahead of you. So I wouldn't worry too much, but you know, it's always good to have in the back of your mind and like, think about it when you're, when you're doing your course loads in the beginning. Totally. Uh, and then, you know, I think we're, we're coming up on getting close to time here for our, for our first segment, but um, just kind of wrapping it up, uh, could you maybe talk about the application process a little bit and like how easy is it to get into PDP just in your experience? And then I can maybe give a little bit more context. Yes, of course. So um, I'm not sure if it changed because I did apply for it last year and I'm not sure if things are a little different now. Um, so it could be completely different from when I did. But I mean, I remember talking to my counselor. I believe you um, apply through my Viterbi uh, you like send in your transcripts. Um, you um, don't have to get a letter of rec, but I think you do if you're not at a certain threshold for your GPA. Um, I don't remember what that threshold for the GPA was. 3.5. So, yes, 3.5. Okay. Yeah. Lucas definitely knows more than I do. <laughs> but um, yeah. So as long as you make that threshold, you don't even need a letter of rec. You just kind of apply with your counselor um, with your course loads ahead and you like plan out your, your course loads and your schedules and have both your undergraduate and graduate counselor sign off on those. And then those go to like the department to be, um, I believe they go to the department to be like um, validated. So um, I believe that's a process for me that I took um, and it wasn't difficult at all. I remember I applied sophomore fall and I got approved of it like in November, December. So okay. um, and then I started taking PB classes in um, my junior spring. Which, again, for our, our listeners, that's really early to apply. And that's because she was so advanced in trying to get it done in four years that she applied. Yes. So don't feel like if, if you're past there and you're stressed, don't stress too much. Like you can still do it if, it, if you're past that deadline. Right. And I also believe you have to be within a certain threshold of units to apply as well. So um, you just have to talk to your counselor and make sure you're within those unit threshold. Yeah, totally. Like talking to your counselor is the easiest way. It's a little bit more difficult to apply if you're going outside of the Turby. Like so if you were going to go into Marshall or if you're going to go into Dornsife, um, you know, on one of our other schools and try to apply for a PDP in business or psych, um, that might be a little bit more difficult. But for Viterbi, like Shelby said, it's it's honestly a cinch. We can talk about other applications here in the next segment. Um, but for Viterbi, it's if you have a certain GPA, it's, which I think is a 3.5. And then even if you don't, if you get a letter of rec and the professor says, yes, like this person is good to go, they're a good student. Um, it's really just a matter of paperwork. Um, so if you want to do it, it's definitely something that's doable. It's not out of your reach. Um, but just make sure to talk to your counselors, make sure you know what's going on when the deadlines are, because um, the worst thing you can do is miss a, miss a deadline. And that would kind of be hard because it's you know kind of a bureaucratic process. Um, but if you get the application submitted in, should be good to go. Yeah, I agree with that. Awesome. OK, well, um, thank you so much, Shelby. You were awesome. Um, I hope everybody out here enjoyed hearing about Shelby's experience. That's kind of the typical uh, experience with the Turby. Um, up next, it's going to be one of my other friends who's he's doing a PDP in Marshall. So he went from civil engineering undergraduate to a business uh, analytics master's. Um, and that's, you know, I went from an industrial engineering undergrad to a business analytics master's. So we'll have a little bit of a conversation uh, surrounding that switch. Um, but for right now, Shelby, great person, great friend. Thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate you. Um, yeah, of course. Thank you for having me.
Awesome. And everybody else, stick around for the next part. Thanks so much. Awesome. All right. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, our second guest joining us today is going to be my roommate and friend, Mr. Christian Nordover. Christian, you want to introduce yourself? How's it going, everybody? Thank you, Lucas. Um, my name is indeed Christian. Uh, I'm Lucas's roommate, and I'm a senior studying civil engineering um, from Chicago, and I'm pursuing a master's uh, through the PDP program in business analytics. Totally. Um, so like I kind of alluded to back in our first segment with Shelby, um, both Christian and I are pursuing PDPs outside of engineering. So we're both engineering undergrads. Uh, as a refresher, I'm an industrial and systems engineering undergrad. And as Christian just said, he's a civil engineer. Um, and we're both pursuing our progressive degree program, our master's degrees in business analytics uh, through the Marshall School of Business. Um, so kind of just to get started, Christian, you want to tell us like how you got that decision and we can kind of just go, you know, bit for bit here and I can explain my part of the story after you tell yours. And, um, a lot of them will kind of line up because, you know, as you guys will figure out pretty soon, uh, Christian and I kind of made this decision together. Um, so yeah, there, there'll be some overlap for sure. But, um, yeah, so I think what led me to business analytics was, I think, over my time in civil engineering, I had started to figure out that I enjoyed more of the business side of things. Um, I have had two internships, one that was more of like a technical engineering one, and then one that was a little less technical in like the construction field. Um, and I think what I enjoyed the most about that construction internship was that business side of things. And so... When I started to think about what I wanted to do, I, I wanted some exposure to more of like the financial business side of things. But I also wanted to balance that with, you know, like I am an engineer and I do enjoy technical things. And so business analytics for anybody that doesn't know what it's all about is basically taking technical data, analyzing it, doing things that normal engineers would do. But then you're turning around and you're coming up with business driven solutions. So say you're looking at data, well, like, how is that going to help the company? And how is that going to um, improve growth in certain segments and stuff like that? So I think that's kind of where my interest was sparked. And it it is through Marshall, but it definitely still has that technical side that I enjoy in engineering. So that's kind of where I was coming from with that decision. Totally. Um, yeah, so kind of on my side, uh, just for the audience, I... Um, start off, obviously, an industrial and systems engineer. I had two internships previous to, you know, deciding for this master's. Um, I spent a summer working in venture capital. Uh, and then as we alluded to in the intro, um, I worked for about eight months at Disneyland uh, on their industrial engineering team. And what we kind of called ourselves at Disneyland was we, were, we operated as internal consultants. Um, and so I kind of, it is a little bit more of a business type role than really an engineering role. Yes, you work on efficiency and you work on data analyses. Um, but it is, you know, slightly more similar to some things that you would do out of a business analytics degree. And my kind of thought process and reasoning behind getting a PDP in Marshall as opposed to Marshall's our business school, uh, behind getting a, a progressive degree in, in Marshall as opposed to Viterbi is that, you know, I already had access to the Viterbi network, the engineering network. I already was going to have a degree that said engineering on it. Um, and I had some leftover time, uh, for my scholarship so it wasn't going to expire yet and i had some time that i wanted to use to uh you know pursue something else in school um and so 
Marshall seemed like a better fit for me because I would get access to, you know, a completely different network, um, you know, new people and kind of get exposed to new ideas, maybe find something that I enjoy just as much as, if not more than the industrial engineering side. Um, and then I could always go back to the engineering. I could always fall back on a bachelor's degree. Uh, so again, kind of two different approaches to that. Christian kind of realized that he liked engineering, but he really liked the business side more. Um, I'm not as sure. I really do like industrial engineering in my undergrad degree, uh, but it's more of I had the time to do the master's. I had the opportunity to do the master's and I was lucky enough to not have to um, completely finance it by myself. Um, so I said, you know, I might as well might as well go for it and get the extra degree, spend a little bit more time at school, especially because our freshman year was cut short because of COVID. Um, we were both, uh, both of us had our freshman year online. I was stuck in my basement. So, you know, staying an extra year on campus didn't sound half bad uh, for my progressive degree program. Um, awesome. Sorry. I went on a little bit of monologue there, but kind of going, going back to Christian, uh, kind of talking about engineering into business and how that process was. Was it more difficult to apply? Did your experience carry over? That kind of thing. Hey everyone, this is Paul. Sorry for the interruption, but I wanted to let you know about a new feature we just unlocked. It's about sending us questions or comments via text. If you go to your podcast player, check the show notes. There's a link there that says, send us a question or comment. It may be on our next episode. So go in there, send us a little quick text message. Let us know what your questions are. Let us know what your comments are. We'd love to hear from you. So we can't wait to see it. Now back to the episode. Yeah, it's been interesting. I think the engineering has actually helped a lot um, with this program. Um, and I, I mean this not as like a engineering superiority complex type of thing, but it does really prepare you well for data analysis um, and then obviously business analysis. I think the, the most concrete example is we deal a lot with coding languages um, with this master's. And obviously as engineers, you're coding. Um, you have exposure to a lot of different types of coding. I even had the opportunity to take some um, ITP, which is a minor that Viterbi offers. I was able to take a couple classes in that. So I was I was very prepared through Viterbi for this. Um, and I think just in general, like your thought process as an engineer is exactly what you want to focus on as a business analyst. And then Viterbi specifically focuses a lot on a holistic engineer and I think that's something that really stands out as a business analyst is your ability to communicate with people is something that Viterbi focuses a lot on and this master's program focuses a lot on because realistically, your communication skills are going to take you just as far as your technical knowledge. So, um, yeah, in terms of being prepared for this and my engineering experience as a background, I think it's worked out almost perfectly, to be honest. Awesome. Yeah. And, and exactly. I've had the kind of the same experience. The coding has been a lot easier for me than some of the students that came out of Marshall undergrad and into this program, um, you know, going from business to business, to going from engineering to business kind of helps with that understanding of the more technical side of things for sure. Um, what I will say uh, to kind of not really say the negative, but, you know, talk about some of the challenges in going from engineering to business um, is that we weren't able to get any of the prereqs. So there are a lot of there are not a lot of, but there are like one or two courses that you could theoretically could have tested out of if you were a Marshall student and you'd taken those classes in your undergrad degree. Um, and so, you know, us engineers, we do have to sit through those courses just like anybody else. Um, I'd say another thing is that it is 
a few more credit hours than a master's would be in Viterbi just because we don't have as much background. Um, and that I think is just true for Marshall, for the business schools, master's programs in general, they are more credit hours than the engineering um, master's programs, at least through this program. Um, and so, you know, we're in school for a little bit longer, but really it's not that big of a deal. It's probably maybe, you know, four to eight extra credit hours that we'd have to do is so like one or two more classes. Um, so if you want to, you know, make that switch either into business or, you know, go from engineering into one of our other schools that we have here, we've got so many different grad programs. Um, it is completely doable. Um, the next thing I wanted to kind of talk about is just difficulty of the classes. And I know you touched on it, that the skills were kind of largely transferable from engineering to business. Um, but just in general of a master's class, a lot of the times you hear that they are that much more difficult. Um, and I know that everybody has kind of differing experiences, but just wanted to get your take on. Uh, yeah, you know. completely. Um, I think this was our first day of orientation um, when they specifically told us, the PDP students, you can't think of yourself as an undergrad student anymore. You have to think of yourself as a business analytics professional. And I think that was kind of a mindset change for me. Um, as an undergrad, you kind of think of yourself as like a book, whatever, like you're just going to get the grade, move on type of thing. Um, and being a business analytics professional, as they say, it's more focused on like that understanding of the concepts and more focused on the relationships with your professors and your students and or your fellow classmates. In terms of difficulty, though, we're engineering students. Um, we know how to take lots of classes at the same time. We know how to study for tests. So in terms of like the actual difficulty of the material, not at all. Not one bit challenging. Um, that is something that I think engineering students are very well prepared for compared to other students that may join this master's. Um, we know how to study for those coding exams. We know how to study for those complex like stats classes and math and all of those things are very much in our wheelhouse. So you are very well prepared um, for that field for sure. Totally. Yeah. I've had, I've had similar experiences. Um, what I will say is just that the structure of the classes are slightly different and that's, you know, just going from an undergrad class to a master's class um, and going from engineering to business, right? It's it's a pretty decent switch. Um, and so, you know, that the way that courses are weighted and the way that, you know, um, curves are, are taken in the classes, those can tend to change. But in terms of actual work, 100% like Christian said, um, it can get to be, you know, not that much harder than really what um, undergrad degree is, as long as you've, you know, built up those skills throughout your about your time at school and you know what you should be doing like going into the master's level is not that much more difficult um the other thing that people are often asking about when it comes to these programs is how much longer you're going to be in school um you know what's the what's the burden on on your on your credit hours if you've got to stay an extra year or even longer because um, it differs from person to person so christian you want to tell us just kind of where you're at on that road yeah yeah i would say this is probably one that we differ probably the most on um so my path, and this is kind of the way that the PDP program is laid out for business analytics, is it's an 18-month program usually, but if you're doing PDP, it's typically two years. But the way that that works, though, is you take your first year's worth of classes concurrently with your senior year of undergrad classes. So that's kind of my path. Um, I'll be doing, or I'm currently doing my master's classes now, but I will be 
just doing one more year so a fifth year where I'll just be focused on my master's classes so still going to finish my undergrad degree in four years um still on track for all that it's just you're starting to take some classes now in your master's program that let you finish a little bit earlier so if you were to take this or if you were to do this as somebody transferring to Marshall you would have to spend 18 months um or three semesters so I guess that's a little bit different my I guess reason for doing that um I'm also fortunate enough to be on scholarship so I wanted to fit in as many classes as I could and take advantage of everything that USC has to offer and so this kind of seemed like a natural fit for me um to take advantage of, of all of that those possible credits that I could um because by front loading a lot of your classes in engineering your last few semesters I know this is definitely true for Lucas you have a lot less mandatory credits that you can take and you have a lot more flexibility with taking like electives, picking up minors, things like that. Um, and I just decided that I was going to do a master's. Um, so that was kind of how my decision was impacted by it. I just wanted to make the most out of my experience. And this kind of seemed like the lo most logical way of doing it. Yeah, totally fair. Um, so just to refresh everybody's memory, I know you just listened to it probably 10 minutes ago at this point. Um, but Shelby is able to was able to complete her master's because she did it through Viterbi and within her same major, you know, ISC undergrad to an industrial engineering kind of fall down uh, master's program within industrial engineering. She was able to complete her master's and her undergrad in just eight semesters, so four years. And again, she had high school credits and that kind of thing. Um, Christian, on the other hand, like he just said, he did he's doing 10 semesters, so he'll be doing five full years of school um, and, you know. That's just everybody's kind of got a different path and different credits that they come in with. Um, as far as me, I know I told you guys that I'd kind of explain my my path forward. Um, I'm actually going to be doing it in eight semesters as well is the current plan. Um, I took a semester off, like we've already talked about, uh, to work. So I have am only on my sixth semester of school right now. So I guess technically I'm still a junior, but you know, I just call myself a senior. Um, and then I will stay for two more semesters. So I'll be graduating in December of 2020. And so that's another option just to be aware of and to know is that you can always graduate, you know, in the winter semester uh, and then take that spring to go either work or you know, start a job early or travel or do something else. Um, and I have no idea what I want to do yet. I'm still, I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, but it's definitely nice to have that flexibility to have those options and that's one of the best parts about USC, right? Is that they do give you that much flexibility with your class schedule. They let you be an advocate and to really plan your own way. Um, and as long as they're not seeing that you're any signs of you falling off or getting bad grades, they let you have a lot of autonomy with the scheduling, which is nice. Um, I guess the last kind of real question to ask is, do you think it's worth, I were, so Christian and I are both now what three or eight weeks into our masters. We've kind of yeah, taken classes um, so far, what are your thoughts? Do you think it's worth it? Where, how How's it going? Yeah, I think it's definitely worth it for me. Um, I think this is going to open up a lot more doors that I wanted to have opened up. Um, in terms of the unit load, I am actually over my limit for this semester. I'm taking 20 units. Um, I know Lucas is as well. But like he just mentioned, it's one of those things, though, that when you get admitted into this and honestly even with like undergrad and viterbi like you meet with your advisor every semester and so we actually have two advisors that 
help us with the undergrad and the masters. But as long as you have a plan and you're demonstrating your ability to, you know, stick to that plan and you're getting good grades, your advisors will pretty much move heaven and earth for you to like, they'll squeeze in as many classes as you can. I've had my advisor a couple of times. I've come there with a plan of whatever, taking like 18, 19, 20 units. Um, and she'll be like, I think it's going to be a lot, but you know, you've shown that you can handle it. So I'm not going to hold you back from that whatsoever. Um, so definitely think it's worth it. Definitely think it's possible. Um, and yeah, I think like when I finish in whatever it is, two years from now, I'm going to look back and I'm be like, yeah, it was a lot of work, but it's really setting me up well. Um, so I would say as of right now, it's all systems go. I'm, I'm very happy. Yeah, no, and I, I completely echo that sentiment too. It's, um, you know, it's nice to see that it's been, you know, doing wonders for us and it's opening doors to different types of jobs that we might not have been able to, to have in the first place. So um, definitely something I'd recommend uh, just pursuing the, the PDP route in general, if that's something you're interested in. That's one of the best parts about USC is, you know, because we're a private school and because, you know, there is, you know, we have a large student body, but not as big as a lot of the public schools that are out there. Um, we have the flexibility to kind of, you know, move around classes and things for our students. Um, and it's it's been an awesome experience. Um, but with that being said, Christian, thanks for being on. Thanks for talking about your, your journey with me. I appreciate it. Um, and to all of our listeners, thank you guys for listening through uh, for our two guest speakers. And we're going to take it back to Paul and Maya. So I'll talk to you guys in a second. Bye. Yes. All right. Welcome back, everybody, all of our loyal listeners. Um, Lucas, I want to thank you for bringing us these guests in the podcast. Um, I particularly like how um, a lot of the times their undergraduate degree, like they're getting their master's in something else. Um, so I know like some previous episodes, we've talked about this. I know I did an interview with Tad, who was um, an undergraduate civil engineering major but he's getting his master's in environmental engineering. So I'd like to hear that you can do a little bit of both um, and get, I don't know, like a different skill set and different sort of degree. 100%. Um, yeah, like the listeners just heard, I'm actually getting my master's degree in business. So in business analytics, which is not even uh, through Viterbi. So you can kind of mix and match from Viterbi to another school or get your master's in a different type of engineering or even stay still if you're doing mechanical engineering undergrad and get that master's uh, in mechanical engineering. So it's a definitely a really cool program. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Well, um, I think this is all fascinating, but we got to get back to the topic that is most important, which is Halloween. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Maya, do you have an update for us on your Halloween plans? Do, ha there was last week, we discussed the text message thread and the costume ideas that no one agreed upon. I mean, has there been progress? Uh, everybody's dying to know what's happening. Yes. And also before getting into that, Lucas, I don't know if you heard last week, but I, I guessed Paul's Halloween costume correctly. Paul, yes, Lucas, Lucas would really be into this as well. Paul and his family, oh. they're going as Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. That's amazing. Why is it's Paul be, perfect for that too? That's going to be awesome. great. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Um, yes, but I am going as Scooby-Doo actually. Um, oh, did that get decided on? Okay. It it did. Yeah. And one of my roommates is Daphne and Peyton, who's been on the podcast a couple of times before. She's being Velma. So we're going to be a little, a little trio 
um, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for it. I actually just got my, my ears in the mail today. So Amazing. I love that Maya is playing Scooby-Doo while her roommates are the two, you know, actual girls in the show. And Maya takes the <laughs> this, is, this is a That's long amazing. debate. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, one of my roommates is uh, has red hair, so it made sense for her to be Daphne. And um, I actually Peyton just broke her foot. My other roommate, so I was yeah, like, I heard Peyton, about that. Can, Peyton can be Velma. That's okay. I'll, I'll I I love Scooby too. Like I I watched the show growing up. I love Scooby Doo. So yeah, Lucas, what are your plans? Do you have ideas on this? Is this something you're thinking about? I, you know, costumes are never, have never really been my forte. It's normally something that I decide on a couple days before sure, yeah. Halloween. Um, so I have not put as much thought as I would like to have into it yet. Um, but I know a bunch of people, there are some people that are going to the weekender, so they're going to be away for Halloween weekend. Um, but I think I'm staying back because we have our, we have our big open house. Um, so yeah. um, I'm still figuring it out, but I'll keep you guys posted. Lucas, there okay. are so many Scooby-Doo characters left. You want me to be? <laughs> you could be Shaggy. You Shaggy. Could be Shaggy would be great. Yeah. I feel like Shaggy is something that's pretty easy too, right? I just get a green T-shirt and yep. throw it on. And I call oh, it actually, yeah. 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 I could... a little soul <laughs> patch. Not, I I can't grow that, but you know, maybe I can find a fake one or something. Yeah. Your, your Travis Kelsey mustache is going to be killer, Paul. I can't wait. So that 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 is the ongoing debate in my head right now is i've got the the jersey or i got like a t-shirt i wasn't gonna buy an actual jersey for this one day but i got i got a shirt with a big number on it and i'm gonna wear some like white joggers and uh i got some sunglasses because it seems like he's always in sunglasses um although i put them on and my daughter said you look like tony stark uh because i was wearing these like these these bigger ones that look like that I can see this funny start. That'd be crazy. It was funny. Uh Um, But now the question is whether I let the mustache go or put a fake one on. I don't know. I was telling my wife, should I get my haircut? Should I buzz out my hair just because that would be easy to grow back to? But I don't know. I'm debating on all that stuff or whether just the shirt and the glasses are enough, you know? Would Would you buzz it before or after Discover USC? Excellent question. I think it would be after. Okay. I was going to say, do we all get to see you with the Travis Kelsey hairstyle? I feel like you need to bring the sunglasses too. Uh, sunglasses, if I remember, it's not a bad not a bad plan, uh, but I think it would be very too Tony Starkish because these are very much Tony Stark uh, um, uh, endgame glasses. Uh, these are very much that style. I don't have them. I don't have them right here. I just realized they're at the front door. Um, but uh, yeah, they're very, very cheap, very, very horrible glasses. Um, so it, it depends on, on how we're going to do it. And my wife just got all the elements of her her costume down now. Uh, my daughter has hers all done now. Um, it's going to be interesting. I would I would have thought, Lucas, that you would be going as Ed Sheeran. I thought because you, all of the Ed Sheeran activity <laughs> that I've heard about with you lately, like you've seen him how many times in the last couple of weeks? Four? Yeah, I, I was at both of the concerts in LA, and then I went to a little pop up shop uh, a couple months ago, and I saw him. He just happened to be there live at the pop up shop, which is cool. I'm a big Ed Sheeran fan for for the listeners. Um, but you didn't you didn't go to him opening for John Mayer at the Wiltern? I did not go to that. I didn't know he was. When was John Mayer at the Wiltern? He opened for uh, that was the week of the Ed Sheeran concert. 
Yeah. No, I, you have got to be kidding me. Oh yeah. my gosh. I would have gone to that concert. He did. Boy. They did a fundraiser. And so the whole point was that Ed was paying him back for John Mayer opening for him. What in like Jersey or something? I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, he, Gillette. Oh, Maybe it's Gillette. It was Gillette. Yeah. His, his opener like got sick or something like that. Right? Yeah. So John Mayer like stepped up and opened for him for a concert. And so he was paying him back. It was cool. Oh my gosh. Well, there's still one more. Oh my God. Or was it last night? Was Ed Sheeran last night at Yamava in Palm Springs, the casino? Oh, I don't know. I, I wasn't looking into that. It was either last night or it's coming up in November, but he's got one more show. One more show around here. If it's close and it's cheap enough, I'll definitely go. But I've I've done twice in, in the last it's a lot. Know, two weeks. So uh, there was plenty for me, I think, at that point, even though he is my favorite artist. I think there's a point where you, you just, you know. You get enough. Let, let other people have another chance, you know. You get enough. You save enough. it for the next save it for the next album the next tour you know switch up the set list absolutely all right um well, maya sorry now of course we got to come back to taylor swift um i know it's a year away from you going to the Eras tour um however did you go to or are you have plans to go to the movie in in the works we actually don't have any tickets booked right now um so my roommate who's very into taylor swift um she'll be out of town this weekend so we're trying to find a time that works best i also have a birthday next week so mm-hmm. uh, like my parents are going to be in town for a couple days so we're we're still still working on it but ideally yes i would love to go okay because um i i did not go but my daughter and my wife went on saturday uh and i guess it was insane um and just all sorts of craziness happening i don't know if you've seen any of the clips online like people are just like dance parties and it's all sorts of craziness going on it's 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 a it's an experience it's an it's an actual absolute experience so the bracelet trading still goes on outfits all that stuff okay noted fun um yeah all i'm still looking into it gosh i feel like there's just so much going on right now you both can go. We can do a big group trip and have everybody just go. Big BSA trip to to the. <laughs> oh, that would be crazy. That could be yeah, go, Paul's, go to... Paul's interested. That's crazy. I'm not going. I don't know. If, I don't uh, know if Paul's face looks interested. <laughs> my face never looks interested in anything. I have a very like I'm not interested face. Uh, I pride myself on that. Um, no, it's uh, it's good. I I was asking more because. Uh, I was curious on your perspective of, would you want to see the movie before you see the show? Yeah, that was, that was the other thing, but I'm also wondering like after, I don't know, after all the U S legs and after Uh the Europe, like, will it be different? Like, or will it just be like the same set list? I'm like, will she read, will she like start going through the same, um, like surprise songs again? I don't, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah. it went through everything. I mean, like, it's just, it's, it's, it's like her whole catalog. And so like, it'll be mm-hmm. fine. It'll be great. It's going to be awesome for you. Oh, anyway. Um, well, that's that. I think we covered everything unless there's something else you guys wanted to bring up. We covered all the important stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Uh, and then I will, uh, I'll debate the, uh, the haircut. And I have a feeling I'm going to look really weird if I do that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> shave the sides of my head for discover that would look really odd the parents would be like is this paula desma i don't know <laughs> um 
Oh, I have a quick story about that, by the way. I don't know if it's going to be funny to anyone else. Um, oh, but the other thing is, oh, I don't even know if I can do the stash, though, because I'm not going to be a Discover with a stash. I will say that much, because that will just be really <laughs> awkward and weird. And I'm not going to, I'm going to shave for Discover, but I don't think I can get that up and I don't think I get that stash going in two days. That's that's a little intense. Yeah, that's a little intense. Um, do you guys remember? Did you guys ever know Michael Cox? Oh, yeah. Okay. Did not. not. Well, he was just another guy, right? He's another guy that worked with us. And I ran into a family this weekend who is so jazzed at the stuff that we do. Uh, Loved the burning questions, Maya. Uh, You saw the picture I I posted in the team's channel. Like, was so excited, (laughs) brought hot sauce to like share with everybody. Like, you need to have the Chicago hot sauce. It was from Chicago. And they're, they're super jazzed. And the, the cool thing about it is that like, it was very genuine. It was very much a, like, mm-hmm. this has been super cool and it's fun to watch the stuff and, you know, shout out to all students. Uh, anyways, this, this one student, she has older brothers that have gone through the admission process with us before. So they visited campus. They knew me and, or they knew of me and, and they've, they've, they get a good sense of what's going on. But anyways, they came and they went to like our open house discover, uh, couple years ago when michael's working for us and i guess at this point we were doing introductions and they were walking in late or something they're in the back of the room because you know that sgm room that's just a huge room right mm-hmm. and so they, they couldn't see down there but they saw a guy standing introducing himself and they're like oh is that is that paul that's who we want to make sure we say hi to and then the guy said no i'm he's someone else and um because that was michael cox but at the point then they made up a thing and said no you got to be careful. You, when you go to USC, there's Paul Ledesma and then there's Paul Fodesma. And so they gave, they gave Michael Cox a whole new nickname that we've <laughs> never had before. Paul Fodesma. Cause it's just the other guy basically. Cause we were the only two guys that were around. So I just thought that was the funniest thing in the world. Um, <laughs> Cause I'm sure that he would appreciate knowing that that's how he's being referred to. This Paul Fodesma. No, talk about like a face that never shows like emotion or excitement. That's Michael. That's a good point. Yeah. So maybe, maybe it is Paul Fodesma. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's... Anyway, good times. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much, Lucas. Thanks for the episode. Maya, it's good to see you. Uh, and uh, I hope you all enjoy. And if you're coming to Discover USC on Sunday, October 29th, we got a big day planned for you. Uh, check out our website for more details. Make sure that you register for the event. Once you register, we'll send you even more details on how the day is going to go and all the different sessions that we have going on for you. And we look forward to seeing you that day. And if not, make sure you get your application in by Wednesday, November 1st to be considered for early action and merit scholarship consideration. Thanks, everybody. Have a great rest of your week. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.